Jim, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely honored to be a part of this and hopefully we can give a ton of value to your audience. So yeah, thank you. Let's dive right in then. So give us a little snapshot about, you know, a little bit about yourself, what you're doing these days, you know, what's your career story up to today? Excellent. So I'll start, uh, I'll start with where I'm at right now and then kind of go backwards, but just moved to Salt Lake City with my family about six months ago. I co-own a, a company called Woodward Movement. We are a branding agency. We help uh, different brands grow, and we do that through really honing in on your brand identity and then trying to figure out how to get that to your – the best way to get that to your community. And a, a lot of times we do that through merchandise and then other marketing um, areas, but yeah, super passionate about helping brands and helping them to grow. Uh, I started my entrepreneurial journey back in college, went to Michigan state, moved from Las Vegas to, to Michigan to go to school there at Michigan state and really saw a need around campus for a valet parking, uh, company. And so I started that I was really young, kind of, you know, got my feet wet and, and being an entrepreneur while going to school and learned a ton, um, but then I, I realized I really wanted to go and learn from others. And so I let someone from my, my team kind of manage and, and run that, that valet parking company for me and went and worked for somebody else. But I got that entrepreneurial itch again. And within the first year of being at the company, I, I really saw a need and, and a constant, like consistent need for uh, a product and some different solutions that I knew the company I was working for could offer. So I wrote this long business plan and I told my boss, I said, I, I really think you should start this. And he said, yeah, go talk to the owner of the company. And so I did. And he put me in charge of this division. And within a few years, not only was that division really successful, but I was overseeing multiple other divisions and you know, for being in uh, my late twenties, I was doing really well as far as you know corporate goes. And when my college roommate, uh, one of my best buds, he came to me and said, "Hey, I want to start a, a clothing brand, and I've got this really neat idea, and is creative and artistic." And I really felt the the need to get back into business for myself, so I said, "Let's do it." And we we started a brand, a clothing brand out of my basement and ended up taking that to a multiple seven-figure company and ended up selling that company in 2020. But while we were doing that, again, a lot of a lot of businesses started to come to us and say, I see what you've done with your brand. I see how you've grown. You've got a global brand. How did you do it? You, and we did it through merchandise. We did it through connecting with your community. We did it through understanding who we were and getting in front of our customer. And so we started to do that with other companies. And we loved it. We absolutely love helping other brands. So we ended up, we decided back in about 2018 to that we we're going to try to sell our clothing brand and just focus on helping others. We did that. Uh, we sold it in 2020 and it was around um, and, and just to focus on the actual branding agency Woodward movement. And it was the best decision we could have made, loved it and are super happy with where we're at. But it was around 2019 that my wife and I really decided we started to talk about, you know, traveling the country and and showing our three kids what what the United States has to offer and uh, in doing so, I had to pivot quite a bit from the way my business was ran 
into, you know, going into a remote environment, my business partner was still very uh, strategic in the growth of the business and was still running it from Michigan. But my role had to change and which also meant really changing up our our model. And so we did it and we decided that we were going to travel, as I mentioned. And so we bought an RV and we hit the road, which was going to be for one year. And we ended up being on the road for two years, traveling the United States. And we went to 37 states in, in a matter of two years and gave the kids so many incredible experiences. We had so many incredible experiences. And now we're in Salt Lake, as I mentioned, and uh, starting to vision the company out here. And our kids are in school out here. And we're really trying to submerse ourselves with the culture and everything that Utah has to offer. So that's that's uh, in a in a long story short, that's where we're at. Yeah, that that's amazing. That I, I want to dive into so many different parts of this. So let me. I'm 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 like, which which question should I ask next? There's so many. <laughs> um, but let's let's kind of back up. So pre college. So I'm always curious. How do people end up kind of having that itch for entrepreneurship? Because it's not it's not not everybody has that. Because it takes a lot of courage, right? It takes some guts to start to start something. Because failure is inevitable, and something it's just part of the game, as you, as as you and I both know. You know, so it's, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of creativity and a lot of juggling so many different things to make that happen. So were you always like as a kid growing up, were you always like curious, creative kind of kid or did it just spark in college? Like, how did you come about deciding, like, let me just do this? I was always very, uh, very artsy, very creative. Uh, also loved being the oldest of a, a big family. I always loved kind of like that management and uh, my my siblings will tell you the delegation part of, uh, you know, any of my chores or anything that came along with that. But, uh, you know, I, I got a real itch for entrepreneurship when my, my uncle, who's always been my mentor, um, opened a pizza franchise and you know, watching him and learning from him. And I would go out in the summers and uh, my other uncle was also involved in business. And to to see them running their own companies and getting to do what they wanted to do with their life. And uh, it was really inspiring and something that I think at that point of, of you know, my young teens to mid-teens, I, I thought this is, that's what I want to do. Um, I never knew from a kid, you know, what exactly I wanted to do when I grew up. Um, I, there's a lot of things that, that came in and out of, of where I thought I wanted to be, but it was when I really started to experience, you know, what being an entrepreneur could look like that I got really excited about it. And I always like to, no matter what I've done, I always look to see where things can be improved, see where there's a need for something and really try to put a solution to that. And so when that came, when that approached itself in college, it, it was a really easy decision um, just to go for it. Hmm. What did you study in college or what, what did you initially go in studying? Just curious. So understanding that I wanted to do business, I went into marketing at first. But to be honest, the, the initial first classes that I had, they didn't excite me. And so I wanted to challenge myself more. So I switched my major to engineering and I ended up graduating with an engineering degree and I had to cognate in supply chain management. So you learn a lot of the engineering, but then you also get the supply chain side of things, which I really enjoyed. And that's what I ended up my first real job after I walked away from my, my college business was as a buyer. Um, but then I ended up obviously going into management and, and running a couple divisions of that company. 
Mm, that's cool. I'm always curious, like what do people end up studying and how what they end up how they're utilizing it. Um, so, what has been some of your biggest um, lessons you learned? Like, what do you what do you wish young entrepreneurs listening to this maybe or people that are trying to go into to entrepreneurship? What do you feel are the biggest lessons for you so far? Uh, for, first thing I would say, just to anybody that's that's young and and growing up, like no matter who it is you work for, no matter what you do even if it's just a side hustle or whatever it is, learn, learn, take the time to understand and learn. And instead of looking at it, there's two ways to look at everything. You can look at it from a negative light or a positive light. Look at it from the positive. It might not be something that you're going to do your whole life. That's fine. But learn from it. Ask the questions, understand what is making it good and what's making it bad. And I've always taken that with every job I've had. I've had a lot of bad jobs in my life. I mean, I started work when I was like, I think 12 or 13, my parents had me, you know, just doing things to, to understand the value of money. Mm. But I always took with every job and, and applied it to my next job and my next job and my next job. And so that would be the one thing as far as for an entrepreneur, someone that's actually either thinking about starting a business or somebody that has been in business and is looking to grow. Take a look back at your why understand your purpose, your passion about what it is that you really want to do. And with that, once you understand that, now the rest of the business can be built, the brand can develop, because you're taking those values and the things that make you happy and the things you're not good at. And you can surround yourself with the people that are good at those things. You can build your brand to be an, a, a product of you which as you know when when you're in a business and you own a business and and you're out there and things go they don't go as planned all the time it's not an easy thing to 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 run your own business mm -hmm. you always have to go back of what your passion is why you started this company look at your values and if you don't have those figured out it's really easy to get lost yeah i could i couldn't agree more it's uh it's just such a difficult journey in general. And if you're not continues to check in with yourself and having that environment around you, that support network, it's very difficult for sure. Um, so I, I, I'm curious also, you know, about the branding aspect, because also, you know, a lot of my audience is entrepreneurs. And I think that people don't give branding enough credit. And I'm curious, have you seen but this is what I've experienced, right? Because it's uncomfortable a lot of times. So whether we're talking about personal brand or building a company brand, it's something uncomfortable for people. And have you noticed that? Like that it's like it's like almost like too salesy people feel. So have you seen a shift in how we see branding based on like maybe, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago and when it was only meant for like these big corporations to now everybody is a brand themselves and there's a lot more opportunity to create a company, your own company and your own brand more than ever before. You know what I like to look at with any with any company and and whether it's a solopreneur or a, a business is your brand is the story that your customers tell. And so with social media right now and the way that we have people have so much access to all these different brands, we can be on an even playing field with the biggest of brands. But we have to be true to ourselves. We have to know, again, what our value is, our voice. We have to understand the value we're giving to our customer. And if we can understand those things, then I feel like it's it's branding 
isn't as difficult as maybe it used to be. People want to see the authentic, true you. And that's why I always say, like, start with your why, start with your passion. Because if your true self can then go on to your team and your team you hire has those same values and is is an extension of you, then I feel like you're going to get a lot more success and, a, and, and your customer who is going to tell your story of your brand for you they're going to see the real you and they're going to, that's a product they're going to get behind. Hmm. You know, what I often also hear from people is, you know, it's, it's so hard to figure out that why sometimes, and, you know, somebody might have an idea or they might have, you know, something that they want to do, but it's so hard to, you know, kind of figure out what it is exactly. Like, you know, the whole finding your passion and all of that, like it's, you know, what do you like, do you have any advice for, for somebody like that? You know, I think, a lot of it is reflecting, but it's also what are you good at? What do you want to be good at? What are the things that you enjoy helping others at? Or if it's creating a product that's going to solve a problem, it's really trying to, you know, I, you and I talked about this on on my podcast, and I, I I hold this true. It's it's doing getting a rhythm and having the time in your daily routine to self-reflect or find the time to really understand. Like for me, it's mountain biking, like get away and mountain bike and clear my head and think about the things that I know I need to work on. And so that goes the same with, you know, when you're trying to figure out your why or whatever it might be. And once you get a good idea for it, there's a couple of ways, like, you know, part of, part of this is asking others to understand where the market's at before you write a big business plan and all these other things and just to fill it out. But there's another part of that that you have to be really careful because if you just ask the people around you, your peers, your your brother, sister, parents, whatever it is, and they don't understand the product or where you're trying to go in the market, you might not get feedback that's going to be beneficial for you. So be careful of who you ask, but it's mm -hmm. very important once you have an idea or something that you want to take to market, it's important to get in front of that audience and really see how it's going to add value to them. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's 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 like that famous advice, right? Like, don't ask for advice from somebody who is not where you want to be, or something like that, right? Or who who doesn't have that experience. And 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 there's a lot of that out there this, these days, you know. So so that, that's a good one. Um, so. Uh, talk to me a little bit more. So I want to kind of dig into yourself, like in your mindset. And um, if, if we may just touch base on your journey with your family. First of all, I want to know how old are your kids that you traveled with? So when we left there, mm -hmm. my youngest was, was three, almost four. My middle was uh, four, um, almost five. And then my oldest was 10. And so now they're you know, uh, six, eight and, and just turned 13. That's a fun conversation in itself right there. So uh, my daughter being the oldest and my younger two are our boys. Okay, cool. So, um, so what I guess, and that was right in the middle of the pandemic you left or right, right in the middle of before it. So we had plans to leave in June, um, when the kids got out of school. And so we in 2020, so we left, I mean, we had plans, we started planning for this in 2019, which it took a lot of time to restructure the business and, and, you know, plan the next chapter. But when 
COVID hit, our initial goal, we were just going to go for like three months and then move to, to Salt Lake. And then when COVID hit, my wife said, you know, we're here. We are where the kids aren't going to be in school. Like, why don't we go for a year? And so we went for a year. And then once we hit about nine months, we thought this is the most incredible experience that not only we have had, but that our kids could have. And they don't even realize it at this point. They yeah. love all the fun stuff we're doing, but they don't realize the experience. Let's go another year. Uh, and it actually even got to the point we wanted to go for a third and maybe explore, uh, go around the world and and go from just living in an RV to actually traveling the the, the world. But uh, my daughter really wanted to have that home base and go back to school and experience friends. Yeah. And so that that was a huge influence on us cutting it at two years. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I can only imagine. And I, I, I'm sure they don't want to realize. I don't think they're going to. I'm sure they feel the impact now, but I'm sure they're going to feel that impact when they're like older and their 20s and their 30s and onwards. Like it's it's going to you know, whatever experiences they've had, it's probably just going to all bloom in a very beautiful, beautiful way. So I'm, that's, that's exciting as, as like, I mean, from a, um, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine as a parent, that's probably one of the most like fulfilling things one can do for a child. So that's awesome. Um, what has been the biggest, I guess, challenges and also the biggest triumphs? Um, I'm sure there's been many of it on this journey. The journey of being on the road, on and, the road and traveling yeah. with the country. So you know, I, for me personally, I I have a hard time. I, I'm ADD, and you know, I'm I have a hard time focusing if it's not consistent, and I have a routine. And for me, there that my biggest challenge was, you know, we went on this journey, and we wanted to see as much as we could. And so it was, you know, four or five days in one spot, and then traveling to another location. And when you get there, you don't want to just sit in your RV and work. So for us, we were exploring and we, we love going from city to city and, and business to business within those cities, whether it's a, a restaurant or, you know, a festival or a, a farmer's market, whatever it is, but really getting involved in the local community wherever we were. And so the hardest part, that was the most rewarding part. Mm -hmm. But it was the hardest part for trying to focus on growing my business and and running my business. And and like I I said earlier, my business partner was a a huge huge help in that. And mm -hmm. I I don't think without and I talk about this in my podcast Remote Start, like without having that partner, without having that structure, without communicating before we went on this journey, I don't think I would have been able to experience it the same way I did. Mm. Yeah, no, I can I I can I can only imagine. Um, and so, how, I guess, how has, how have you grown as a person, or maybe how have you guys grown as a family as a result? Or let's just focus on you, maybe for the for for the for this purpose. But how have you grown as a person as a result of just being, you know, close with your closer with your family than most people are, right, <laughs> these days? It was incredible. It was an incredible experience, and you know, the enjoying all the different activities that we did and being in the moment with them was was something I don't think I'll ever forget. I grew tremendously as an individual on the road more than I did in anything else. And what I did was everywhere we stopped, I was on a mission to go and explore. And I would do that on my bike. And so I would make a, a, a time for myself, no matter how hectic it was, no matter how 
if unless we were there for like one day, if we were there for more than one day, there would be there would come a time where I would get on my bike and I would go and explore the country. And what I would also do in that time is I would reflect. I would self-reflect. I would self I would reflect on my relationship, on my business, on everything else that I was doing. And it would it would give me the opportunity to just clear my head. I wasn't listening to music. I wasn't doing anything other than just thinking and focusing, obviously, on not crashing my mountain bike. <laughs> Absolutely. So to, to that point, I know we talk when we're talking on your podcast, I know that, you know, fitness and, and, and making sure you're getting the proper nutrition and things like that are important to you and sleep. So how do you how do you balance all of that? Like and still kind of, you know, main, maintain whether it was on the road or even now in your life as an entrepreneur and just a father, or a husband. Um, how do you how do you how do you make time for these things? You know, it's you have to adapt and you have to adapt into the situation you're in. And when I was on the road, I I would start I used to be a night owl and I would get a ton of stuff done in the business or work on my personal self at night so I could still focus on the family and doing the other things during the day that I needed to get done. When I went on the road, it changed because I would get up, I would have to get up. We lived in it was a 400 square foot, you know, house on wheels. There's mm -hmm there's not much quiet time. And so, especially with a family of five. And so I, I learned to start getting up really early. And now my routine is a part of that. And it's, it's evolved to now I get up every, every day around four, between four and five, closer to four o'clock. And, you know, it, it's that first hour is reflecting, it's reading, it's, you know, doing the things that I maybe need to catch up on projects I want to work on. And then from there, it's getting that exercise in before the kids even wake up. And then I get a chance every day. I, I take pride and I shouldn't say every, but almost every day I, I take pride in, you know, helping get the kids up for school, making them breakfast in the morning, getting them going. And, and then I can come back and, and do the things for my business that I need to do, but it's a, adapting to your, your situation that you're in where you can have that personal, uh, you know, best version of yourself. You can put in your time with your family. You can put in your time with your business to grow. Mm. And, you know, we, you, you talk a little bit of a kind of adapting and uh, also in the beginning when, before we start recording, we were talking about failure and, and, you know, and you, you, you said something to me like, you know, and you've, you've, you've so used to it. You're almost like immune to, to the, to the impact of failure because that happens so many times. And, and I think that's very hard for people to adapt to like, just in general, it's, you know, it's, it's not easy, especially it depends on your levels of resilience, like how strong are your muscles when it comes to failure, but how do you, how do you manage the, the, the downs particular in, in your journey? Cause I'm sure there are some. Yeah, there's downs in anything. And I, I, I always try to have a positive outlook on, on a situation. And I always try to go into a situation where no matter what comes out of it, I'm going to learn from it. And so if you can, I feel like in business, even when you do fail, it's, it's how you come back from that failure. And, you know, just a, a, a simple way to put that is, is say you own a, a business that is direct to consumer and a, a customer comes to you and complains and the product's wrong and everything went wrong. There's two ways to handle it. You can either get upset and, and not solve the situation, or you could have that opportunity to show that customer that your product, you stand behind, you stand behind your business, you stand behind you, and now you're going to make a change for it. And those little things, that's a, that's a small example, but it's, it's looking at everything with that, that same set of lenses that 
no matter what happens, I'm going to take the positive out of it and try to build on that for, for future to not let it happen again. Mm. What do you, what would you say is your biggest achievement so far? Being in a vehicle, living on the road with a family of five for two years <laughs> <laughs> and not, and everybody's I, still being together. <laughs> I think so. I, um, that, that is, that is pretty impressive. I mean, the, 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 for all of you guys, for everybody, the kids inclusive, you know, it's, exactly. Um, that that's amazing and to want to continue to do that but it, again i mean i think it's, it's it's such it's such a beautiful um a thing to have done really um and they've, they've done it successfully right so that's good you're yeah. still together so everybody's okay <laughs> um uh from from a business perspective what do you wish business owners ask themselves more often when it comes to their branding when it comes to their branding the thing i wish they would think of more is you have to, you have your own vision of what your brand is. And I wish more business owners would look at what the customer sees in the brand and do they align. And so often we get tied up in the day-to-day -day or where we used to be as a brand and we forget about what we're putting out now. And it's so easy with social media to put out, you know, content and content and content you need to make sure that it aligns with your customer. And a lot can be solved for that. A lot can be solved with maybe you have the wrong customer. Maybe you have the wrong, you know, uh, messaging to your customer. A lot of times we see in, in some of the clients we work with where, you know, I'll just use an example. They want to put their, their brand, this quality premium brand on a really cheap t-shirt because they think, hey, I'm going to put my logo on something and get in front of as many people as I can. That's wrong. That's not the right way to do things. Number one, if you have a premium brand, a quality brand, it's not about how big your reach is. It's about the effect you have with that reach. So if you put it on a quality product and give it to the right people, it's going to go a lot further than putting on a, on a product that doesn't match your brand that you think, Hey, I'm just trying to get it out there to as many people as I can. And then they're going to throw the product away because it and never wear it again or use it or tell anybody about it other than negative things because it didn't fit or it was, you know, bad quality or whatever it is. And that's just a small example, but to put that into perspective. Mm, yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's so true. And again, because, you know, I think you just get so deep in it and you, you just, you know, I think it's, I think every entrepreneur at some point falls into that trap and what's, which is why it's very important. And that's why there's companies like you, yours, right. To say like, Hey, like this is, you know, you we're thinking objectively about this. We're not thinking from this emotional perspective that you're thinking, we're thinking about it in a different way. And that's what that, that, that's, that's the beauty of what you do. Um, is there, do you have any regrets in your life, whether as an entrepreneur or just as a, as a human being? You know, I wish I would say as I think, a, and I don't, you know, I, I don't like regrets because I think that you can learn from everything that you do. Right. So there's a lot of learning lessons, but I wish when I was younger, I would have really taken on to more mentors. And instead of sometimes acting like you're art, you know, be very vulnerable. And I wish I would have been very vulnerable when I was young and, and learned and learned and learned and just you know, found so many more mentors than I had. And with those mentors really make everything count and, and learn as much as possible. Mm. 
So before I ask you my two final questions, um, tell us a little bit more about where do you hang out at on social media? Where can people get in touch with you? You know, it's I just started to get on LinkedIn and really start to, you know, reach out on LinkedIn. And that'll be where a lot of my, uh, you know, I'll spend my time. I, I'm not a huge personally, our brand is on on LinkedIn or on all the social platforms. But personally, for myself, I, I like even our journey, our trip that we went on with the family, we, we lived in the moment. And I have a lot of footage that I'll eventually put out, but I'm not a big sharer of my personal life on social. And so um, I would say to find me the best place would be on LinkedIn and, um, or, you know, even I'll share my email with you and you could put it in. I'd be happy to connect with any one of your listeners who, you know, might be looking for uh, anything that we talked about today and, and learn more about it. I'd be happy to, to help them out. Um, but yeah, I would say LinkedIn. Great. Then I'm going to make sure to include it in the show notes as well. And so the final two questions, the first one, and I already asked you from a different perspective, I asked you, what is the question that you wish businesses would ask themselves? So this question is a little bit different. What is that you wish individuals would ask themselves more often? That's a really good question. I would, I would say like, as an individual, looking at a question you could ask yourself that would have impact is what I'm doing today, moving the needle is what I'm doing today, making a difference in what I'm trying to achieve. And it could be different from everyone. And it, it couldn't, it doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be, it could be you know, you started a new year's resolution and, you know, you have these goals in mind and whatever it is, like, are you doing today what's going to make the difference to get there? And it doesn't have to be a huge jump. It could be little steps, but if you're not making progress every day, then I have a really hard time with, with understanding how someone was, is going to get there if they're not making, moving the needle. Mm. And the last question um, is if you had a magic wand, to change anything, what would that be? My magic wand would be that people would give others a chance before judging and that they would have the take the opportunity to see somebody for who they are, see somebody for, for what they are instead of just making a judgment. And I feel like that goes with a lot of different things, but I think too often, especially on social media these days, people are so quick to just see something and express their opinions instead of actually asking the questions to dig deeper to find out the real person and who they are. Mm, that's beautiful. Completely agree with that one. Um, and I do want to give you an opportunity also. I want you to tell my audience about your podcast um, because I think it might be very interesting. So tell us a little bit about that and where, where is that hosted? Where can people listen into that? My podcast is Remote Start. It started while I was on the road. And my goal with it is to help others to not only start a business, but really grow their brands and to do some of the things we talked about today on the episode and and to, to get your brand to that next level and think about the things that are going to take you there. And I interview a lot of awesome entrepreneurs like yourself. That was such mm -hmm. a fun episode. I can't wait for that to come out here shortly. But, uh, you know, I the it, you can find it at remotestartpodcast.com and again we're on all the social channels so you can find it there we uh, we launch three episodes a week 
And I am always open to feedback if there are things you want to hear, things that you have heard that you want to dig deeper into. I'm here. Let me know. I'm I'm happy to add value in your life any way that I can. Great. Thank you so much. And again, I will make sure to include it in the show notes for those that are listening. Um, Jim, thank you so much for your time. It's it's a pleasure. I've got to talk to you twice now and get to know you from different sides. And it's it's been a pleasure each time, really. Thank you. It's incredible. Thank you again for having me on here. And I I can't wait to to listen to it. And I um thank you so much for for taking this time to be with me.